0: This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Range 20s podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Um, we have some exciting things to share. Actually, just Brenda does, but um, put her on this spot. She knows <laughs> Uh But here we are, another Thursday. Happy to be with you guys. Happy to unpack what's going on in this crazy time of our lives. I feel like it's everybody is crazy right now.
1: Yeah, agreed. Do you agree? And, like, for all different reasons yeah I do yeah I feel like everybody has so much going on
0: for sure no it, it's it's just that time it's just that time of year this age I don't know it feels like everybody's doing like way more than usual all over the place <laughs> all over the place so we're gonna get into all of that But before we get into all of that good stuff it's all well, I, re- I really got an accent to that you really did
1: <laughs> what the heck
0: I, I really got an accent. I actually think that, like, when I'm tired, my New York accent comes out more. When you're tired, that's so specific because I feel like when I'm on, I like put, you know, I make sure I'm speaking correctly. Mm-hmm. But when I'm tired, I'm like, well, here we are, We're tired. We got our New York <laughs> accent coming out. <laughs> you just like care a little bit less. I just about care the a diction. little bit less.
1: Makes so sense. she's
0: she's really got her New Yorker coming out today. Anyway, it's time for. Pride and pickle. My pride
1: this week is I always have a nice um, introduction to my own pride because I like usually am not great at planning. Um, <laughs> but my pride this week is I'm just really happy that it's summer. I'm so excited for like so many little moments throughout the summer and I just feel like the world comes alive here at least in new york in the summertime so i'm really excited for like so many special moments um yeah i just like there's a lot to look forward to so i'm i'm riding that wave um and then my pickle my pickle is that this is probably why julia advertises newly so much but i feel like i keep like buying clothes And I'm only wearing them once and then I don't know what to do with them. Thank you. Um, You've just proved my whole point. (laughs) No, but like really like, and then there's the more little events that
0: come up. Yes. Especially when you have events and we have so at this age, you have so many events like wedding events, work events, even then just like regular holidays, birthdays, etc. Like you wear something once you take a thousand photos in it. You don't want to wear it again.
1: Yeah, which, like, it almost sounds, I guess, a little bit, like, spoiled almost, but I don't know. It's it's just, like, something that you wear once, maybe twice. Or it's so, I feel like we're in a phase where it seems like everybody wears, like, a something that makes some sort of statement Like maybe not statement But like is unique enough for that event mm. And then because it's so obvious Because like I'll wear like regular things all the time
0: Yeah, yeah, you have your base wardrobe You got jeans, you got right. your shirt Your couple t-shirts Like, But then there's course. like those
1: things That are like super specific Maybe a very different pattern A very yes. bright color
0: Like little things like That's that That's why I say it especially for like events Because yeah. Like, yeah, on the day-to-day You're going to wear your jeans Your t-shirts Your couple sweaters like, but for events, like, yeah, you usually wear something that kind of stands out more. And then it's yes. like, well, I, I'm not gonna want to wear it again for at least a, quite a while. And what? It's just gonna right. sit my closet and collect dust.
1: Right. So I'm currently there right now where I like have a couple of things coming up in July. And I'm like, oh, should I just should I just get it? But I think I have such a resistance against doing like any sort of subscription because I'm like, what if I don't like anything? So that's like my my hesitation you're probably I mean you you get
0: six pieces sometimes seven for yeah. for included in your plan like you're gonna like at least one of them and if you like one let's say you're ordering dresses if you like one dress you're already probably still spending less than you would to buy that dress yeah because yeah. A dress is at least a hundred dollars yeah. And this is $100, and you have an opportunity to like more than just one thing. Right. I always say, if I at least like one piece out of it, I got my money's worth, and then it's yeah. like sustainable too, and it's not sitting in my closet after, and I could like ship back. I've never had, I mean, I this is my third box, and I've never not liked at least two or more things. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's good to know cuz I'm definitely I'm definitely there right now where I'm like, "Oh, I have this event and I need and I need to get this or like I just got a dress for even if it's like random things. I just feel like people love a theme and like my friends specifically love a theme and they're having like a themed party. I don't even know what to describe the theme as. It's this, like, very, like, roughly, like, Spanish dress situation. Ooh. And I'm like,
0: what the hell? I'm like, I like Right, like, I'm not going to buy something for that, but you could definitely rent something for yeah, that. Yeah, because
1: it's also not, like, necessarily a costume. Right, but, right. It's yeah. not, like,
0: some cheap thing that you could get. But even, yeah. even so, like, I am just trying – Yes, I still order things off of, like, fast fashion stuff for, like, parties and, um, like – like you're saying, like, costumes and stuff. Yeah. But I am trying to be better about, like, the sustainability on that because it's just not good for the environment. And, like, I think with with renting, like – it gives me more of an opportunity at least to be a little more sustainable on that stuff. Like not all the time. Like sometimes you need something last minute and you have like, there's no really other option right? um, if you don't have time to like go and thrift something or whatever, but it it at least provides a little more opportunity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's also, it is like, there are times where I do like why I associate with it because there are certain times where like, i do our friend just got engaged and we're so happy for her and we're, we're so happy for him. but i have been sh- i had been shopping for a dress for that weekend for literally
0: weeks yeah
1: and nothing just like worked and then i mm-hmm. ended up wearing something that i'm like
0: i'm never gonna wear this again um yeah. but anyways that's or that. you like something that. you're like well but i'm not gonna spend like 200 dollars on something i'm gonna wear one right. time but like you could run to $200 right.
1: in the package. Right. So we're highly considering is where I'm at with that.
0: I'm a big fan. If you do, let me know so I can send you my code. I will. I will definitely let you know. Because then we both get things. Love that for us. Love things. What about you? No, literally they should sponsor me. I've like got like 10 people onto them at this point. Wow. Literally. Yeah. Um, but then I have to trace it back to my friend who got me onto it. So. Oh. So she's going to be the sponsored one. So she's really – yeah. But then I I got a lot of other people going on. I believe you. (laughs) Um, It's just so great. Um, My – Pride this week is um I have a movie coming out this weekend, Yay! and Ooh. I'm going to Croatia next week. Two big pickles. I mean, Prides. <laughs> Brenda <laughs> said those things suck. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> your life sucks, Julia. That's so uh, why would you? Why would uh, you share that? First so time terrible. Julia ever
1: shares anything about her life, like actual. Yeah, this i why like, I don't share. Sucks. <laughs> this is why
0: I don't share good things because then Brenda's life those suck. Yeah, your <laughs> okay. life is boring boring yeah. <laughs> no so I'm very um very excited for those things so excited to go Croatia. not excited for the long flight not excited for the long flight and I have to go by myself because Nathan already left without me oh how dare he how dare he no I don't blame him I'd be out of here yeah <laughs> I didn't have to are you allowed
1: cool. to tell us about your movie sure what do you want to know she's the worst guys why does she do this (laughs) (laughs) what do you want to know everything like i think i i struggle to ask you questions about like work because for some reason i feel like you're not like allowed to talk about it but you have to No, at this point i can talk about anything like how can you market it okay so tell us all about your role tell us about the experience tell us about what you're most excited for people to see
0: hello whoa oh my god i did not expect this was gonna turn to this okay let me see my pickle and then we can do yeah. Um, my pickle is um that I'm really tired. Okay, I feel like that's my pickle valid. every week. I
1: agree. No, I'm kidding. I actually don't know if that's your pickle every week. But no, like literally, tired. is my pickle
0: like most weeks
1: <laughs> It's valid.
0: It's valid. Um, I'm pro- I'm sure I have another pickle somewhere in there. Mm. I d- okay. Here, I have a real one. Mm. Um, that is real, but like not exciting. I feel like sometimes, like when I have, like I don't know. I feel like <sighs> lately, I'm just like sometimes I'm like, is it enough? Like, is it good enough? Mm -hmm. Like, am what what I'm doing good enough? Is what I'm, like, showing up like good enough? Is, like, I don't know. I just kind of, like, had a couple moments like that this week of just, Mm -hmm. like, not self-doubt necessarily, just, like, because it's not doubt of what I'm doing. It was just, like, is it enough, you know?
1: Yeah. like I don't are know you, how to are explain you doing it really. Or are you enough in general?
0: Am I doing enough? Mm.
1: Yeah. I think I... that's very relatable. I think I actually had a conversation with one of our friends this week about that. And it's just I think a really like reassuring thing to talk about and know that everybody experiences it in some way, shape, or form. Because I think we like teeter between different extremes of like when we're on a high and we're super mm. motivated and we're doing all the things and we can't mm. help but talk about it. And like it's it's contagious. But then if you happen to not be in a phase like that, or you're literally just like a little bit underneath that phase, Mm. then you start to question like shit. Well, I was doing maybe it was like I was working all day and then I was doing the side hustle and then I was podcasting. I was doing all this stuff. Like I think that depending on the barometer, like we don't always give ourselves because the seasons aren't so clearly defined, like because there's nothing we quote unquote should be doing. It's like we're so judgmental with ourselves sometimes when it feels like we're doing less than we were in a previous season. And that's not because we even necessarily should, but we always essentially feel like there's more we could be doing. And I think there are days where it's like easier to release that sensation. Like our friend was saying to me, she's like, I just feel like I should be doing more or Mm. like I could be doing more or like I have the capacity to do more, but I don't really want to. (laughs) And I think that's just like a really interesting
0: that is really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot – I mean, uh, what I was talking about is something slightly different, which I'll circle back to, but I do think th- that is total feeling that people have, and especially of, like, I could be doing more, but do I really yeah. want to be? Um, I think it's a great question to ask yourself because, like, if you don't want to, don't. Like, yeah. it's your life. Like, you know, we're so, it's so we're so comparative and such a hustle culture, but, like, if that doesn't bring you joy or, like, you know – like and you haven't like the means to like live a you know sustainable life then like don't if you don't want to that's not for everybody um I was kind of more uh not am I doing enough things like am I doing good enough in the things that I'm doing Mm. yeah I get that yeah not am I doing enough tasks more like am I doing enough As I'm showing up in the things that I'm doing. That you're doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I get that. I think that's really relatable. I think especially at this point
1: where I think for me more so it's like am I doing like the right things or am I giving enough attention to like the right things necessarily. But anyway, showing, I think that's just like a really common feeling. Like I I do. I think that people in their 20s probably teeter between kind of all three of those things. One of, like, am I am I doing enough either to get to this end goal, whether it mm-hmm. is enough of the things I'm focused on now? Am I giving enough of myself? Am I skilled enough? Am I, I don't know, giving enough time, attention, whatever, practicing outside of this? um Or, like, am I doing enough maybe for, like, the life that I want to build? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people in, like, our generation, and maybe every generation, like experience a lot of like this is the life that I want but what am I willing to I don't know if it's sacrifice but like what am I willing to give to that or like what does it take and what am I willing to give and I think that that's like a
0: really interesting yeah what does it take to get that what am I am I willing to give that do I want to give that
1: right and I think that that's where people sometimes fall like it's almost like an uncomfortable reality of like, I don't yes. know that I'm willing to give as much as it's going to take to get there. A
0: thousand percent because I think that there's a lot of end goals that look really great and fabulous in um like as an idea. Mm-hmm. but to know what it takes to actually reach that goal like as an actor like a lot of people look as an a- look at actors and they're like that's I want to be that like that's an awesome career like yet like you know you have the potential to make a lot of money you like look glamorous a lot of the time blah 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 and they don't really see okay what does it take to get that it's a shit ton of rejection it's getting up every day and being your own boss it's going on audition after audition it's standing and talking to press when you are fucking exhausted it's 14 hour work days on set like they don't see you know like that stuff and I think that your question is exactly right like okay maybe I want this thing am I willing to do what it takes to get that yeah. And I think a lot of the times we kind of don't ask ourselves that question, like, mm-hmm. and it goes for almost any kind of, you know, job or um, opportunity, like, you know, to be an entrepreneur. It's not just like, I'm going to, you know, make this product and sell it. Like, no, it's like, I have to like, you know, find investors and build decks and go to conferences and take a ton of meetings. and like, like, are you willing, do you want to do that? Yeah. And I think it's a really, like, harsh reality
1: in some ways because I think a lot of people can, can like – and I think it's also knowing that, like, certain – the answer being no doesn't mean that you're not, like, a hard worker or have no, good work ethic. It's just, like, what, what, can you, what can you compromise with in terms of your lifestyle? Like, I think that's why it's one of my biggest pet peeves, and this isn't – I hope for anyone listening, it's not, like, a judgment on you or whatever. It's just something that I, like, notice is I think that – a lot of people don't recognize that there's, like, a – it's okay if you don't want to. There are certain mm-hmm. times where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. And, like, that's totally normal and human. Yeah. But there's, like, that sense of sometimes then it means we might not get to that, you know, this goal or whatever. And that's okay. It doesn't mean yeah. anything about us. It's just, like, there is a certain, like, threshold to an extent. Um, But I think it's a really – like, powerful conversation and, like, topic for this portion of our lives because I think that, like, we do kind of graduate college and have, like, really, really big dreams and then are kind of, like, get tested a little bit by the universe and by the workforce and by maybe just shifting of our own opinions. And then as we start to kind of step into our own power and really, like, discover what we want, that shifts. And Mm. then I think we are, like, in this place, which is kind of where I feel like we – this whole like Saturn return, this whole later half of our twenties, like so much of it is like, okay, now we're stepping into our power. Now we kind of know what we want. Now we're adjusting as that kind of changes. And then like what are we willing to give? What are we willing to sacrifice? And like how how do we navigate that?
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, like if if some if a certain path that you thought was for you ends up not being for you because you you don't like doing the day-to-day of that path like that's okay like yeah. not every career or path is right for every person that's why everybody does different things like yeah so it's that's okay and like what's really important I think is like finding a life that is happy for you and yeah. and it's not just what does it look like in the end it's how do you spend your day every day like like we've been talking about of how do I make every day a day that I want to be a part of? Um, And having something that kind of fits into that, at least in some extent, right? Like work's not always fun, but if you work work a job that requires you to, you know, only be there, like when you're at the office and then you get to go home and not think about it and you like that because that means you have time for your friends or hobbies or you or whatever it is, like that's great. Like, you know, it's- it's, it's right. I'm, I'm saying that to say, cause like, you don't have to love what you do. You don't have to love your work. Your work doesn't like, I don't love what I have to do every day for my career necessarily. Like work is work. And I know there's a saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. It's like, not true. Like, it's just not true. Like, yeah, you might like your days more, but work is still work. And like, everyone wants to go on vacation. That's just the yeah. truth. But like, uh, so I'm not saying you have to love what you do, but you, but what you do should complement kind of like how you love to live your life and like certain jobs fit into that grander structure better.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's just going to be one of those things that we, that I'm grateful for our generation being so like, Uh, Like I guess thoughtful about, or that we think critically about stuff like that, and at least take the time to question it. Because there was very much a time where people would just kind of be like, "Oh, this is my job, and I'm going to stay in it for the rest of my life." And I'm personally really grateful that that's not the way that we think. Not because I don't see that we can, you know, commit to something for that long, but it's more so I love that we're reflective enough to be like, "How can I make this better? And how can I make my life better? Or what can I add if it's not necessarily taking away? Like, what can I add?" So yep. I really, I really value that, um, and I, I just think it's it's been so interesting. Like with all of our friends, with all people, listeners, like just whoever is experiencing just this crazy time it's really interesting to see the directions that it takes because I feel like I've seen people take like all different kinds of paths t- change their minds step into mm. something totally different kind of just question like do I want to be here or is this a right now type of thing to set me up because I think that there's something to be said about that too like there are stepping stones and I think that that's part of like maybe For sure. Yeah, like there's so many stepping stones, even for your career, right? Like you're saying like, oh, these are the things that people don't see, the rejection every single day until there's a yes that's loud enough to kind of break you into this next level. And I think that those are the little things also in terms of working your way up in any career or until you are able to maybe fully leave your full-time job, like whatever it is, there's all these little stepping stones. And yeah, a lot of the time they are going to be a little bit less – free feeling maybe until you do get there. But yeah. um, I think that's why I love how much we talk about making the best of your days now in case that day doesn't come. Like, I hate to say it like that because it sounds kind of negative, but no, I it's think, true. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in case, not that I don't believe things would work out, but more so like something for myself, for example, is I'm like, I don't really know like what I want the direction to look like. I just am kind of yeah. enjoying figuring that out. But I also don't want to be like head in my computer all day every day for the rest of my life. So it's kind of finding an no. in-between.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because like, right, like you said, like we don't know what the future's going to hold. Like, so y- w- the only thing we can kind of have any semblance of control of is like, how do we spend our day every day that day? Um, and I'm not not to say that every day is going to be like amazing and awesome and you get to do everything right. you want to do. But like- I think the thing that we're both working on is trying to get closer to that, that most days are more fulfilling or joyful or balanced or whatever your word is at the moment, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think finding ways, because even for myself, like my days are like pretty packed, (laughs) Um, but it's become extra important to me. And I think that's why we like always talk about habits and routines and all that, but like, that's why it's become extra important to me to like the times that I'm not fully that i'm not fully in control of let's say or that i'm kind of on someone else's dime if you will like that's why it's so important to me to fill those moments with something else if i can't you know yeah. like hop on a call on time outside of that or
0: right
1: and it's not 100 percent of the time obviously it's sometimes but like that's why my routines in the morning are so important that's why walking ellie after work with chris feels really like refreshing um right. but we could talk about this forever and i really want you to get a chance to talk about your movie Okay,
0: um, and we have to talk about saying yes to the dress before oh. we got a lot to cover. Um, <laughs> so the movie call is called, called Katie's Mom. I play Katie, and it's about um. It is about a young woman who brings her boyfriend home from college on winter break and the boyfriend ends up having an affair with her mom and like all shenanigans ensue. It's a dark comedy. Um, it's very funny and also quite dramatic and um, it's kind of like a reimagining of the graduate uh, from the female perspective, from the Miss, Miss Robinson perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It's cute. Um, yeah, and we're premiering. Love. This Sunday. What was it's the experience been. like on set? Great. Um, I got really lucky. Um, you know, every set's different. I got really lucky because, like, we're for the most part, it's a, it's there's like a lot of people in the cast, but for the most part, like, it's kind of just the three of us a lot of the time. Um, like there's a lot of other co-star roles and stuff, but for for the majority of it, was really just the three of us. Um, Aaron Dominguez, who plays my boyfriend, and Dina Meyer, who plays my mom, who are both amazing. Um, and so the three of us just got on like really, really well, which I think was like really necessary for this type of movie that is yeah. like such a ensemble piece between the three of us. Um, and so, and it, it was an indie, so it's like a smaller a smaller crew than like a than a studio film which might have just some more crew on it um so you got to, you get to know everybody really well it was a pretty tight shoot we did it in like 18 days um so it was long lots of long long days um and it was like really hot when we were shooting last summer but we got to know everyone really well and like the whole cast and crew was just like so excellent um both professionally and personally and it was mm. It was really fun we had a great time like it was such a fun script um and mm-hmm. i think the movie is really fun when you watch it so we had fun doing it
1: yeah what yeah. do you feel like is something that like what's something you didn't know about like actually being an actor before you actually like lived being one
0: uh, it's okay uh, to i don't start. know i've been doing this a long time <laughs> um i have to think back um in what respect like in the in the like, in the business of it or in, like, the craft of it? um, I guess in terms of, like,
1: like, actually being, like, on a set. Like, is there anything that you didn't
0: expect? Like, actually being on a set? um, No. I don't think that there was, like, anything I didn't expect. I do think that, like, if you're a young a- actor and you haven't had a lot of experience on set yet – I think it's really important to understand everybody's job on set, not just your own, right? Mm-hmm. Like the actor is just one little tiny, tiny piece, like in this whole microcosm of this thing that makes a movie work. There are so many jobs that it requires to make a movie work. And I think the thing that I was kind of, um, I had to do for school uh, in my program is they, we had a PA requirement, which is a production assistant requirement for one semester where you had to be a production assistant on a set and I would recommend that for like anyone that wants to be on set in any capacity because the I think the best one of the best things you can do is understand everybody's job on set Mm. not just your understand what the grip does what the lighting designer does what the boom guy does what the sound people sound mixers do what the set dressers do what the PAs do like the more understanding that you have of all of the jobs around you, it's going to make one, your job easier. You're going to probably come off a lot better, like, because you know how certain things work. And I think it just makes you a more uh, respectable person to have on set because you respect all the other jobs that are going on. If we don't do those jobs, like, it's hard to kind of, you know, really understand the work that it takes Mm. to do it. So I would just say, like, educate yourself on – what the other jobs are, what are the names of all the roles. There's, like, a lot of different names for different roles. Um, and you could do that by just, like, literally, like, Googling. Or if you know anybody that's doing that's making a movie or in a movie or blah, 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 you could just say, like, hey, I'm really interested in learning. Like, can I come and either just, like, watch or can I come and be a production assistant for free and just learn, like, and that was one of the best things I did so that when I show up on set and I'm there to do my part, I'm not just like, la la. I'm an actor in a bubble and I don't understand anything going on around me. It's like, I yeah. okay, I respect for all the people going, what's going on around me. I understand what they're doing. I can help to make their job easier, which yeah. usually then they're happy to make you look better, you know? So it's, it's really making a movie is a collaboration to a T like it has yeah. to be so collaborative. Um, so the more you know, the better that collaboration will be.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I do. How do you get? And I say this from watching your trailer. How do you become like super comfortable with doing things that might feel uncomfortable if you like know that a camera's on you? Like all of these like sexual things like that you have to do on screen.
0: scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not comfortable. I don't know if anybody would say that they mm-hmm. are. Like, but, like, I don't.
1: You You feel comfortable making it
0: look. Or because you have, like, a mission to, like, make it look honest and real. You feel like that? nowadays, number one, sets are really safe. Like, that not used to always be the case. We have intimacy coordinators nowadays. So there's a person whose job it is to be on set. They're basically advocates for the actors which is really great because that used to not be a thing and a lot of young female actors felt that they couldn't advocate for themselves on what they felt comfortable and not comfortable in so there is someone it's called an intimacy coordinator they're on set with you whenever you have some sort of intimate scenes not like for kissing like that's Mm -hmm. just kissing scene or kissing scenes but if you have any type of like sex scene or nudity or whatever it is there's someone there and they're the liaison between the actor and the director Um, to be like, this is what she's comfortable with. This is what she's not comfortable with. And before we go on to set any day, so you have, before you start production in pre-production, you have a meeting with the intimacy coordinator. You go through all of the scenes that require any type of intimacy and you talk through them and they'll ask you, okay, what are you comfortable with here? And it's literally as specific sometimes as like, how much side boob are you willing to show? one inch and a half like it's really really specific oh okay you can show the side of my butt but not the back of my butt like it's very very specific um and then it's all written down in a contract for that day signed by the actor the intimacy coordinator and the director and then this way on set like there's kind of you know what you're going in for you know you have someone there um, to advocate for you if you feel uncomfortable at any point. Um, so that's excellent. And then I just really think it's like being, you know, on set with people that you trust, right? Like I trust Aaron so much. He's so professional. I trust him 100%. I was with a female director, which is like extra excellent. Terrell mm-hmm. Schaffner, I trust her a thousand percent. Like, so going into it, like I know everyone's there you know, to be professional, we're all just here to do a job, tell this part of the story. And like, I think it's a lot of just trusting the people that you're working with. And if you're going into a situation and you don't feel like you trust the people you're working with, don't do it. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, and then it's like, yeah, like it's not comfortable because it's like, and for anyone that thinks like any of that is actually sexy or like, it's not, it's absolutely yeah. not. It's there's you're in a room with probably twenty ten to twenty other people. Even if it's a closed set, you still have at least 10 people in the room. Um, a lot of time when I use the word closed set, so, so an open set is like anybody who's working on production can be there and watch and do their jobs or whatever. A closed set means that only the people absolutely necessary to get this shot are in the room. But mm-hmm. even then, that's probably at least 10 people. That's crazy. Um And so, you know, you're in a room with 10 plus people at least, you know, and then it's not like just, you're not one, nothing is real. Like other than kissing, like nothing is real. You're not Mm -hmm. actually... Doing anything else further than that. So it's all just choreography. And then it's like, okay, pr- make it seem like you're in love, but turn your head a little towards this way and lift your hand a little this way. And like, wow. you know, it's totally choreography. Like when anyone asked me, I'm like, it's literally blocking. It's the same yeah. as giving, kissing someone on set is the same as giving someone a high five. It feels the same. Wow. There doesn't feel any different than that because it's just, it's just choreography. Um, and so, for anyone that thinks it's like any type of sexy, it's hundred percent no. Like I feel like when we were
1: kids, and like it's funny now. I guess listening to what you're saying, but when we were kids, I feel like it used to be this thing of like, oh well, like if you have a boyfriend or like if you have whatever, like it's no. probably
0: like so weird. But I guess yeah. it just like really does feel like a job. No, Are you literally in this movie? Yep, it literally feels like a high five. Like there is wow. nothing beyond that. It's just choreography and everyone's professional, hopefully wow. whatever set you go on, and everyone's there to just tell the story, like nothing beyond that.
1: Do we get to see a Julia Brandy butt in this movie? I don't know, I haven't seen it. Wow. So you literally so you could film your butt and not know until it's Well, out there. I know.
0: I know. I don't I think there's like a side shot.
1: Mm. if I remember like you or... you remember what you like recorded but whether it makes the the final yeah movie I remember
0: going. what I recorded I have no idea what made it into the film I actually think that that might have gotten cut mm-hmm. where you see like my side butt mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um but I mean I I wear like very small bathing suits I have no problem showing my butt I <laughs> um um I also, like, don't really have, like, a problem with, like, partial nudity. Personally, everyone's personal yeah, stuff yeah. is different. I'm, like, if I'm I'm showing more in a bikini, I don't really care, like, what yeah. it looks like. Um, But, yeah. So, so, yeah. A lot of the times, like, you'll film a whole movie and you'll see it and you're, like, oh, wow. Like, ten of my scenes are gone.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And that has mm-hmm. usually
0: nothing to do with your performance. It just has to do with, like, movies can't be million years long a lot of the time you shoot way more than you need and what comes down to the cutting room floor is like what what story are we actually trying to tell here and what scenes move that story forward and what scenes are just kind of you know fun or good or whatever like a -hmm. lot of you know this the the perspective of the move of this movie is really about the mom Mm -hmm. so like if there were certain scenes between me and Alex that didn't move that story forward like i'm sure they got cut
1: yeah yeah that's so interesting wow i'm really shook i'm i really am i'm shook and i'm deep in thought about all these things that we like could have thought as kids and like now are different we're just not that way like what well now i'm thinking i'm gonna take a totally different tangent but do you feel like you had to do and i'm probably super projecting right now but do you feel like a lot of the work that you've done like personal development wise has made you I'm sure the answer is yes, but, like, has made you stronger in these types of scenarios, I ask because I feel like just the way you talked about that with, like, scenes getting cut is just, like, a very mature stance, in my opinion, who has Mm. nothing, no knowledge on this industry Um, instead of, like, taking something personally, like, understanding the greater job. And then also in terms of, like, your own self-worth and whatnot because Mm -hmm. I feel like something like, I don't know, nudity or whatever – on screen or just like finding comfort in moments that could be uncomfortable like how do you feel that's impacted mm-hmm. your like journey as an actor
0: yeah I mean I'm sure yes I think going into it I just had a very strong understanding of that you cannot take anything personally in this business yeah. like you just can't yeah. or you'll just die like you can't do it <laughs> if you if yeah. you can't have a thick skin about it you can't do this job and like I'm Mm. sorry if that sounds harsh but it's just the truth like even for me who has a thick skin like there are many days that I'm like I'm hideous terrible horrible actor all of the above because so much of it is just like a lot of nose um Mm. and a lot of like seeing other people get yeses and Mm -hmm. but it really has nothing to do with like you or the way you look or your talent like a lot of the times it just has to do with just like being the right Dina I actually Dina top like um talks about this like everyone has a spice and like at in a film they're making a soup and like sometimes they need coriander. Sometimes they need pepper. Sometimes they need salt. Like, and you have an amazing spice. Your spice is great and useful and delicious, but like, they just might not need your spice for that particular soup. Mm-hmm. Someone else's soup yeah. is going to need your spice, but that soup might just not, they just might not need your spice for that one. They may, wow. need a different kind of spice. And I think it's such a great, yeah, that's a Dina Mayer quote. Um, I think that's a, just a great, Way of thinking about it because it's true. That's really all it is. Like I said, it's a really collaborative process. And like sometimes they just need different things, but there is a lot of rejection. You could do something and then it could get totally cut from a movie. And it's just like, that's not personal. That's about the storytelling. Mm. That's probably, I mean, most likely not about your work. Sometimes it could be. Sometimes you need to improve. But a lot of the times, like, if you are working at that level, like, it's not about that. It's more just about the storytelling or, like, they needed to, like, Netflix only wants an hour and a half and they were at an hour 40. Like, you got to cut something. So- I really do think like I just had a really strong understanding of like you just have to have a thick skin mm-hmm. and just like try not to take anything personally. You're going to get a lot of nose, and you just got to get good with that. And I think the getting good with that is just like, yes, like the personal development that we do in our own right about like all this love work that we do and the confidence work that we do and all of that 100%. But I also think sometimes it's as simple as just being like, that's the job. Like that's the job and just knowing that and understanding that and accepting that. Sometimes we just have to accept things and like we have the power to do that. Um, But it doesn't mean that I don't have days that I'm like, I'm a horrible actor. I should quit. Like that happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's a hard job as as many jobs are.
1: Totally. Yeah. What would be like, and this is, I will stop asking you, harassing you um you've just like never really let me ask you all these questions so i'm just gonna use i don't like you
0: ask i don't like when i when it's like tell me all the things like i'm happy to answer specific questions um i think i think it's just would
1: be like so cool for our listeners to hear this stuff um do you have like a I feel like there was – you had a phase, like, a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago. I don't even fucking know time, what is time, where you were, like, in a lot of, like, scary things. <laughs> what is, like, your dream, like,
0: genre? Horror. I was not a lot of horror movies. To were, play. right? Like, back-to-back. Yeah. And if, like, back-to-back. Back, like, I think I did, like, three or four. Literally. Like, and, like, back our back.
1: listeners, like, listeners, you know Julia. Like, you know Julia. Like, she, you don't look at her and think she's, like, Miss Horror. But, like, she <laughs> fucking apparently – lights up horror films um but what's like your actual like dream like genre or like
0: Ooh, that's a really good question i have a few i love drama just like regular like kitchen sink kind of storytelling people dramas um i also like really like like fantasy or sci-fi like that's really cool to me like game of thrones kind of stuff like that's all really fun um and like period things as well so yeah, I would say like those are like my three kind of favorite things. Um, and I, I have gotten to do some uh, quite a good amount of drama, but I haven't gotten to do any kind of like fantasy really or yeah period stuff yet um, in film. I have in theater, but not in film. Wow.
1: This is so cool. Do we get to watch it <laughs> at some point?
0: Um, yeah, when it comes to streaming at some point, but I don't know when that will be.
1: I hate that. Okay. So like, how do you build up patience? I'm
0: like, I'm so- Again, that's like another just accepting. I think that's just an acceptance. Like, also like you can make a movie and it could never come out. And I, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I, like they, I, they told us in, in university um, was just like, you have to, and it has to be about process over product because as an actor, you have absolutely no control over the product, right? Like I go in and I do my job. I go in, I, I I do my scenes and that's it. Like I'm, I don't, I don't have any control over the way it looks. I'm not the one lighting it. I'm not the one set dressing it. I'm not. So that's that thing. I have no control over what my scene partner is going to give me. So I can't control that. Uh, the direct I might think that the scene should look one way, but the director should think the scene should look a different way. So then you have to do what the director tells you to do. Then right. it goes to an editor and then an editor is going to chop it up and cut it. And that might look way different than you expected it to look. And then it's going to go yeah. to producers and they're going to maybe ch- kind of chop it up another way. And then it could get cut completely or never come out or... It might look completely different than you thought it was going to look like it is. You have no control over what the product wow. is. Um, mm-hmm. And I so one of the things that like they told us in college, which I really have kept with me, it's like it has to be about the process. It cannot be about the product because yeah. it will never unless you are the executive producer with all the money in the world, it will never look the way that like you exactly think it's going to look you have no control over that Um, yeah Yeah. but I just being an actress maybe if you're an executive producer with a lot of money that you have a lot and a lot of connection that you have access to like choose that it's definitely going to go out wherever you want it to go out and look the way it's going to look like then maybe but I mean there's very few people like that in the world (laughs) who get that amount of access right right no wow that's so crazy. And I guess it, it
1: makes me realize too, which obviously we know, like we obviously know that the things we surround ourselves with make an impact on like who we are and whatnot. But it's really cool to also hear like the way that your job has also impacted, uh, like has impacted the way that like you see the world and see life in terms of kind of like that like surrendering and of aspects that um, we can't control. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And it's really cool to see how that kind of like coincides with one another. But we're really excited cool so. for you. Yeah. And thank you for sharing with us. Now that we're in phases where you can share more because there's nothing stopping you, like, written down on a piece of paper, um, we'll come prepared with more questions.
0: <laughs> okay. Did I answer all your cues?
1: Um, probably not, but probably because I didn't, like, prepare them. So for now, <laughs> yes.
0: You had, some, you had some good questions, bud.
1: Wow, thank you. I think I just like as you started speaking was like really fascinated. Um you should have a so podcast. Thank you for sharing. We're really excited <laughs> and I really hope that
0: I get to um see this. We'll see. See, surrender. Okay. I guess we'll see, say yes to the dress for next episode another because time, it's already time. been over. All right. Well, get looking forward to say yes to the dress. Um and that's it for now. That's it for now. Love you guys